Scripture quotations taken from the NASB. Copyright the Walkman Foundation. Welcome back to the Daily Bible Reading. This is week 26, day 2. We're going to start in 1 Kings chapter 7 today. Let's go to God in prayer. Father in heaven, we're so thankful that you have revealed your will to us. You have revealed to us that we have a purpose. You put us here for a reason. We are here to glorify you. And as we read these stories of how you used your people to glorify you in the past, and what a marvelous thing it was, we pray that we can be that spiritual people glorifying you, building you an enduring house. We know that really we can only do it through your power. We thank you through Jesus. Amen. First Kings chapter 7 Now Solomon was building his own house thirteen years, and he finished all his house. He built the house of the forest of Lebanon. Its length was 100 cubits, and its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits, on four rows of cedar pillars with cedar beams on the pillars. It was paneled with cedar above, the side chambers which were on the 45 pillars, 15 in each row. There were artistic window frames in three rows, and window was opposite window in three ranks. All the doorways and doorposts had squared artistic frames, and window was opposite window in three ranks. Then he made the hall of pillars. Its length was 50 cubits, and its width 30 cubits, and a porch was in front of them, and pillars and a threshold in front of them. He made the hall of the throne where he was to judge, the hall of judgment, and it was paneled with cedar from floor to floor. His house where he was to live, the other court inward from the hall, was of the same workmanship. He also made a house like this hall for Pharaoh's daughter, whom Solomon had married. All these were of costly stones, of stone cut according to measure, sawed with saws, inside and outside, even from the foundation to the coping, and so on to the outside to the great court. The foundation was of costly stones, even large stones, stones of ten cubits and stones of eight cubits. And above were costly stones, stone cut according to measure, and cedar. So the great court all around had three rows of cut stone, and a row of cedar beams, even as the inner court of the house of the Lord, and the porch of the house. Now King Solomon sent and brought Hiram from Tyre. He was a widow's son from the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a man of Tyre, a worker in bronze, and he was filled with wisdom and understanding and skill for doing any work in bronze. So he came to King Solomon and performed all his work. He fashioned the two pillars of bronze. Eighteen cubits were the height of one pillar, and a line of twelve cubits measured the circumference of both. He also made two capitals of molten bronze to set on the tops of the pillars. The height of the one capital was five cubits, and the height of the other capital was five cubits. There were nets of network and twisted threads of chain work for the capitals, which were on the top of the pillars, seven for the one capital and seven for the other capital. So he made the pillars and the two rows around on the one network to cover the capitals which were on the top of the pomegranates, and so he did for the other capital. The capitals which were on the top of the pillars in the porch were of lily design, four cubits. There were capitals on the two pillars, 
even above and close to the rounded projection which was beside the network, and the pomegranates numbered 200 in rows around both capitals. Thus he set up the pillars at the porch of the nave, and he set up the right pillar and named it Jacob, and he set up the left pillar and named it Boaz. On the top of the pillars was lily design, so the work of the pillars was finished. Now he made the sea of cast metal, ten cubits from brim to brim, circular in form, and its height was five cubits and thirty cubits in circumference. Under its brim gourds went around, encircling it, ten to a cubit, completely surrounding the sea. The gourds were in two rows, cast with the rest. It stood on twelve oxen, three facing north, three facing west, three facing south, and three facing east, and the sea was set on top of them, and all their rear parts turned inward. It was a handbreadth thick, and its brim was made like the brim of a cup, as a lily blossom. It could hold two thousand baths. Then he made the ten stands of bronze. The length of each stand was four cubits, and its width four cubits, and its height three cubits. This was the design of the stands. They had borders, even borders between the frames. And on the borders, which were between the frames, were lions, oxen, and cherubim. And on the frames there was a pedestal above, and beneath the lions and oxen were wreaths of hanging work. Now each stand had four bronze wheels, with bronze axles, and its four feet had supports. Beneath the basin were cast supports, with wreaths at each side. Its opening inside the crown at the top was a cubit, and its opening was round, like the design of a pedestal, a cubit and a half. And also, on its opening, there were engravings, and their borders were square, not round. The four wheels were underneath the borders, and the axles of the wheels were on the stand, and the height of a wheel was a cubit and a half. The workmanship of the wheels was like the workmanship of a chariot wheel. Their axles, their rims, their spokes, and their hubs were all cast. Now, there were four supports at the four corners of each stand. Its supports were part of the stand itself. On the top of the stand, there was a circular form, half a cubit high, and on the top of the stand, its stays and its borders were part of it. He engraved on the plates of its stays, and on its borders, cherubim, lions, and palm trees, according to the clear space on each, with wreaths all around. He made the ten stands like this. All of them had one casting, one measure, and one form. He made ten basins of bronze. One basin held forty baths. Each basin was four cubits, and on each of the ten stands was one basin. Then he set the stands, five on the right side of the house and five on the left side of the house, and he set the sea of cast metal on the right side of the house eastward toward the south. Now Hiram made the basins and the shovels and the bowls. So Hiram finished doing all the work which he performed for King Solomon in the house of the Lord. The two pillars and the two bowls of the capitals which were on top of the pillars, and the two networks to cover the two bowls of the capitals which were on the top of the pillars, and the four hundred pomegranates for the two networks, two rows of pomegranates for each network to cover the two bowls of the capitals which were on the tops of the pillars, and the ten stands with the ten basins on the stands, and the one sea, and the twelve oxen under the sea and the pails, and the shovels, and the bowls, even all these utensils which Hiram made for King Solomon in the house of the Lord were of polished bronze. In the plain of the Jordan the king cast them, in the clay ground between Succoth and Zarethan. 
Solomon left all the utensils unweighed, because they were too many. The weight of the bronze could not be ascertained. Solomon made all the furniture which was in the house of the Lord, the golden altar and the golden table on which was the bread of the presence, and the lampstands, five on the right side and five on the left, in front of the inner sanctuary, of pure gold, and the flowers and the lamps and the tongs of gold, and the cups and the snuffers and the bowls and the spoons and the firepans of pure gold, and the hinges both for the doors of the inner house, the most holy place, and for the doors of the house, that is, of the nave, of gold. Thus all the work that King Solomon performed in the house of the Lord was finished. And Solomon brought in the things dedicated by his father David, the silver and the gold and the utensils, and he put them in the treasuries of the house of the Lord. Now to the book of Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 4. Then he made a bronze altar, twenty cubits in length and twenty cubits in width, and ten cubits in height. Also he made the cast metal sea, ten cubits from brim to brim, circular in form, and its height was five cubits and its circumference thirty cubits. Now figures like oxen were under it and all around it, ten cubits entirely encircling the sea. The oxen were in two rows cast in one piece. It stood on twelve oxen, three facing the north, three facing west, three facing south, and three facing east. And the sea was set on top of them, and all their hindquarters turned inwards. It was a handbreadth thick, and its brim was made like the brim of a cup, like a lily blossom. It could hold three thousand baths. He also made ten basins in which to wash, and he set five on the right side and five on the left to rinse things for the burnt offering but the sea was for the priests to wash in. Then he made the ten golden lampstands in the way prescribed for them, and he set them in the temple, five on the right side and five on the left. He also made ten tables and placed them in the temple, five on the right side and five on the left, and he made one hundred golden bowls. Then he made the court of the priests and the great court and the doors for the court and overlaid their doors with bronze. He set the sea on the right side of the house toward the southeast. Huram also made the pails, the shovels, and the bowls. So Huram finished doing the work which he performed for King Solomon in the house of God. The two pillars, the bowls, and the two capitals on top of the pillars, and the two networks to cover the two bowls of the capitals which were on top of the pillars, and the four hundred pomegranates for the two networks, two rows of pomegranates for each network, to cover the two bowls of the capitals which were on the pillars. He also made the stands, and he made the basins on the stands, and the one sea with the twelve oxen under it, the pails, the shovels, the forks, and all its utensils. Huram Abbey made of polished bronze for King Solomon for the house of the Lord. On the plain of the Jordan the king cast them in the clay ground between Succoth and Zerida. Thus Solomon made all these utensils in great quantities, for the weight of the bronze could not be found out. Solomon also made all the things that were in the house of God, even the golden altar, the tables with the bread of the presence on them, the lampstands with their lamps of pure gold, to burn in front of the inner sanctuary in the way prescribed, the flowers, the lamps, and the tongs of gold, of purest gold, and the snuffers, the bowls, the spoons, and the firepans of pure gold, and the entrance of the house, its inner doors for the Holy of Holies, and the doors of the house, that is, of the nave, of gold. Now to the book of Psalms. Psalm 44. 
O God, we have heard with our ears. Our fathers have told us the work that you did in their days, in the days of old. You with your own hand drove out the nations, then you planted them. You afflicted the peoples, then you spread them abroad. For by their own sword they did not possess the land, and their own arm did not save them. But your right hand and your arm and the light of your presence, for you favored them. You are my king, O God. Command victories for Jacob. Through you we will push back our adversaries. Through your name we will trample down those who rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, nor will my sword save me. But you have saved us from our adversaries, and you have put to shame those who hate us. In God we have boasted all day long, and we will give thanks to your name forever. Selah. Yet you have rejected us, and brought us to dishonor, and do not go out with our armies. You cause us to turn back from the adversary, and those who hate us have taken spoil for themselves. You give us as sheep to be eaten, and have scattered us among the nations. You sell your people cheaply, and have not profited by their sale. You make us a reproach to our neighbors, a scoffing and a derision to those around us. You make us a byword among the nations, a laughingstock among the peoples. All day long my dishonor is before me, and my humiliation has overwhelmed me. Because of the voice of him who reproaches and reviles, because of the presence of the enemy and the avenger, all this has come upon us. But we have not forgotten you, and we have not dealt falsely with your covenant. Our heart has not turned back, and our steps have not deviated from your way. Yet you have crushed us in a place of jackals, and covered us with the shadow of death. If we had forgotten the name of our God, or extended our hands to a strange God, would not God find this out? For he knows the secrets of the heart. But for your sake we are killed all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Arouse yourself, why do you sleep, O Lord? Awake! Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our affliction and our oppression? For our soul has sunk down into the dust. Our body cleaves to the earth. Rise up, be our help, and redeem us for the sake of your loving kindness. Now to the New Testament. 1 Timothy chapter 2. First of all, then, I urge that entreaties and prayers... Petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men, for kings and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and one mediator also between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and an apostle, I am telling the truth, I am not lying, as a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Therefore, I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath and dissension. Likewise, I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing, modestly and discreetly, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly garments, but rather by means of good works, as is proper for women making a claim to godliness. A woman must quietly receive instruction with entire submissiveness. 
but I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. For it was Adam who was first created, and then Eve. And it was not Adam who was deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. But women will be preserved through the bearing of children if they continue in faith and love and sanctity with self-restraint. Well, let us each understand our place in this world before God and live to his glory. Until next time, let's keep meditating on the word of God.